ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ Text 11 and 12, Translation and Commentary by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Prabhupada, Founder Acharya of Iskand, Jai Shri Prabhupada. Shutra Desha Pratishthapya Stiram Asanam Atmanaha Natyutrajam Nati Nijam Chailajina Kushotaram Tataika Grangmana Kritva Yatajitendriya Kriyaha This kind of purport is very frustrating to certain mundane scholars. No, it's frustrating to mundane scholars. They complain about Srila Prabhupada's translation of Bhagavad Gita and other books. Whatever is written, he simply explains Krishna and Bhakti. So here in this verse we see Krishna is saying, you should go to a sacred place and sit very straight and practice yoga. And Prabhupada says in the purport, don't do it, just chant Hare Krishna. Chant Hare Krishna. Generally in Prabhupada's books where it's written yoga, Prabhupada writes devotional service translation. And many times where... the sanskrit is written yogi prabhupada translates devotee so the mundane scholars are critical frustrated but actually is prabhupada is translating bhagavad gita as it is not according to bhaktivedanta swami but according to krishna he is translating exactly as krishna wants him to prabhupada told a story once uh there was a, a famous emperor in india called shahjahan Shah Jahan and his son is even much more famous his name was Akbar so one bengali dramatist i think his name was dc roy he wrote a drama called shah jahan yes the name of it is shah jahan hmm. so the subject matter is that at the beginning of the story shah jahan is arrested by his son akbar then all the rest of the all the rest of the action is about agba nothing more about shajaha practice <laughs> yoga practice we just we just reading you're supposed to robert said that's also helpful for bhakti yoga so anyway someone criticized he came to the author of this play and said why did you should have called this agba why did you call it shajaha you should have called it agba because all these story is about agba He said no. The whole idea is that Shah Jahan his father is simply sitting in the prison hearing about all the wicked activities of his son and lamenting. So Prabhupada gave the proper idea that who is the author of the book he knows what is the subject. Someone else may think whatever they like but the author he knows what is the purpose. So in the same way the Vedanta Sutra is compiled by Vyasadeva. and many people have their own interpretations on the vedas but vyasadeva himself composed shrimad bhagavatam as his own commentary on the vedanta sutra and in this is he has clearly established krishna's to bhagavan swayam krishna is the supreme personality of godhead he is the samambonam 
He is all in all the absolute truth. He is the object of Vedanta study. So if the author of the book says that the subject of the book is this, then we should accept it. So in the same way we can understand that Prabhupada understands Krishna's purpose in Bhagavad Gita. Actually it is clear because Krishna himself, after, after describing this process of meditational yoga, tells Arjuna, don't bother even trying to do it. After Arjuna hears this description of meditational yoga, he rejects it. He said, Krishna, I know you're my guru and you're not supposed to argue with the guru, but I can't do this. I'm a fighter. You're trying to convince, you're trying to convince me to fight. I can imagine doing that, but I can't imagine going away and pressing my nose. Of course, we shouldn't take this as an excuse to defy our guru. Because Arjuna is a pure devotee of Krishna, he also knows the purpose of Krishna. So Krishna immediately agreed with Arjuna and said, anyway, the best kind of yoga is to always think of me. Therefore, in the very beginning of this description of the meditational yoga practice, as given here by Krishna, uh, Prabhupada, in his explanation, has said, Chant Hare Krishna. That will bring us to the actual point of yoga. So Prabhupada knows exactly what is the purpose of Shastra, and he's expert in teaching that. And he showed that by teaching it all over the world. What did he teach? The science of Krishna consciousness, the topmost yoga system. According to all these scriptures, who is practicing Krishna consciousness is the topmost yogi. Isn't that amazing? That we can't even hear the description is given of sitting straight, concentrating your vision at the tip of your nose, shutting out external objects from your mind. We can't even imagine doing this. But according to all these scriptures, by chanting Hare Krishna, one comes to a better position than that of the yogis. Prabhupada wrote that, that uh, he was writing to Prabhupada Swami when he took the first traveling Sankirtan out in England. Prabhupada said that, he wrote in his letter, that I know there are not always proper arrangements for eating or for resting, and sometimes it's very cold, and sometimes the people, they may not like you so much. But he wrote that, be assured that one day of this Sankirtan practice is better than thousands of years of austerities of the yogas. Why is that? Let's try and understand. The yogis, they perform very severe austerities. They very rigidly endeavor to control their mind. They eat very, very little. They study Vedic literatures very minutely. They uh, come from high-class Indian families. Now, if we see our devotees, they're also performing austerities. It's not easy to engage in Sankirtan activities. But they also struggle with their minds. If we are looking for faults, we may find many. We don't come from very good backgrounds. That's a euphemism. You know what that means, a euphemism? To say that we don't come from very good backgrounds, that is an understatement. We are Mlecha, Chandal, all the worst words you pull out of these books and that's us. So anyway, now we're chanting Hare Krishna and going out on Sankirtan. But how is it that this is better than thousands of years of austerities of the yogis? Maybe Prabhupada is just saying that to encourage us. What do you think? Do you think it's true what Prabhupada is saying? That it's, it's actually better one day on Sankirtan is better than thousands of years of austerities of the yogis. What do you think? If you say yes, you have to tell me why also. Not that Jai Gornitai. Why? Why? 
because when one some devotees do one book to some person and another devotee is to book, so there's many many conditions also become liberated and you save so many conditions also but the yogi mystic yogi just doing austerity for himself for his benefit but devotee just doing benefit for others yeah that's that's the effect of distributing books but, but how is it what is the vital factor what is the vital factor that makes it more pl- more uh, powerful than thousands of years of austerities of the because we are also get purified yeah but how is it that it's more purifying than severe austerities of the yogis what are you going to say uh, that we know but he said that I heard an important word there that devotee I heard one important word there in what he said devotee is more expert to just translate what I said Krishna, I heard the word Krishna. Yeah. So what did he say? He said that the devotee, Sankhya devotee is more expert to, he knows what is the desire of Krishna and he knows how to fulfill Yeah, this is the important point. Because it's pleasing to Krishna. Whereas the yogi's austerities, they're not particularly pleasing to Krishna. Whereas the activities of devotional service, even if performed by a neophyte devotee who doesn't have very great understanding of Krishna, that is pleasing to Krishna. This is the vital factor. The whole purpose of yoga, what does yoga mean? Yoga means to link with the Supreme. The Supreme is Krishna. So if Krishna is pleased, the goal of yoga is achieved. Yoga is, if Krishna is pleased, the goal of yoga is achieved. And if Krishna is not satisfied, and even someone may be extremely austere. He may sit in the snow all winter meditating. Oh. But if it doesn't please Krishna, then it's a waste of time. Narada Muni has analyzed that Krishna, which is already the topmost level of spiritual practice, and what is the, there's no point to perform many austerities. On the other hand, if we perform many austerities but we don't worship Krishna, then what is the use of all those austerities? So either way, what's the use of performing so many austerities? Now, you may think this is very strange because sometimes we hear, we're preached to that you should perform austerities in. Now Bhaktivikaswami came and said, no more austerities. Just eat halva and sweet rice and go to sleep. No, I'm not saying that. Eat halva and sweet rice, yes, as long as it's offered to Krishna. But then you have to work hard for Krishna. You know, one of the names of Bhimsain is Vikodara, which has two meanings, one who can eat ferociously and another is one who can act ferociously. So, Prabhupada said, there's no harm. If you want to eat like Bhima Sain, you may do, but then you have to also work like him. So, austerity should be performed in devotional service. But this is the point. The austerity should be in devotional service. In other words, whatever we do, we have to simply have to see, is Krishna satisfied? 
So Krishna becomes very satisfied if he sees his devotees taking all kinds of difficulties to please him. But if you take on all kinds of difficulties for no particular reason, then what is the value? Sometimes the karmis become surprised when they hear about our lifestyle. Rising early in the morning, no meat, no fish, no eggs, no garlic, no tea, no coffee, no vodka, no beer, no illicit sex, no gambling, no TV, no cinema, no disco. Oh, very difficult life, very austere. But they're also performing so many austerities. We don't think these things are austere. If you tell us that we have to, if you told us we had to do these things, we would think that is austere. Just like sometimes our devotees go to visit their parents and they come back, glad that's over. Now, I like my parents, but you know, the TV and the dog and glad to be back with the devotees. So, that is described in Gita. What is night and day for the devotee? What is black for the devotee is white for the non-devotee and vice versa. You see, the non-devotees, they're also performing so many austerities. They're working so hard. I mean, you see these people with the pneumatic drill, so much noise, out in the cold weather. Or in this season, they think, well, maybe it's quite a nice job digging up the road because of the hot sun. When we were driving from the airport, we saw one man, I thought maybe he looked like an Indian. He was so brown. (laughs) Because he's working in his bare chest. And there's another man standing next to him who is not brown, he was completely red. So they think, this is very nice. Even while I'm working, I'm sunbathing. But in the winter, no sunbathing. Severe cold. And so many austerities the Karmis go through. So many nasty jobs they've invented. In factories, in mines. Mines? Mines, mines means Kobani. underground. They Kobani. have in, yeah, your, yeah, in your place, right? South, south in the south? south. Oh, you, you're in that temple, yeah. No. Where? No? In no. Krakow? Zabrizi, all those places they have? Yeah. Katowice. Katowice, yeah. Or oh, big, big steel mills. Steel mills where they, mm-hmm. they, they make the steel? Yeah. Oh. In the first canto of Bhagavatam, Prabhupada wrote that factory means a dungeon for demons. Dungeon means like an underground, dark, nasty prison. It means a nasty, dark, and cold prison. It means like a prison, but more so. Not like the modern prison. They, in the Western countries, they have prison with color TV. And many of the prisoners, they can't get a job, so they immediately commit some crime, and then they call the police. Please come and arrest me. <laughs> One of our devotees, he told Prabhupada, he said, Prabhupada, before I joined this movement, I was working in a steel mill. So it's very dark and noisy with a bad smell. All the time, this... Very loud noise. And I had the job that these big sheets of hot steel came out. I had to pull them out as they just came out of the mill and bang them. And uh, he said, everyone else seemed very happy there, but I thought it was horrible. How is it that everyone liked it, but I didn't like it? Prabhupada said, because you're a brahmana in your last life. So... Non-devotees, they perform austerities, and devotees, they also perform austerities. But the devotees' austerities, that is called tapo divyam, that means divine austerity. That is the difference. Who knows this verse? The important verse from Rishabdev's teachings. Tapo divyam. Tapo divyam putraka yena sattam shudhyat brahmasokyam tonantam. He says that 
we should not live our lives simply for sense gratification. Because even the pigs who eat stool, they're also getting that. But human life should be for performing divine austerities. Means austerity is taken up with the specific point of becoming purified, by which one can enjoy divine bliss eternally. Nayang deho bhajang, nayang deho deho bhajang okay? Kashtan kaman arhate virbhujangi. He says that even the animals, they go through so many difficulties to enjoy sense gratification. So he's warning, don't live like an animal. Don't be attracted by sense gratification. You see, so many devotees here, very nice. You have a very nice life. What is your life? Chant Hare Krishna, take prasad, work hard for Krishna, be happy. Just go on doing this. I've not come to speak any big, big, complex philosophical thing. I've not come to here to speak any wonderful ideas. Not seven habits or twelve steps or none of these things. But actually to teach the highest thing, which is chant Hare Krishna and be happy. This is the highest philosophical truth. You can go to the library and buy millions of books. You can get so many psychological and sociological and other nonsensological ideas. But in this Prabhupada books, we have the highest truth. Chant Hare Krishna. Surrender to Krishna. Go back to Godhead. Help others also to go back to Godhead. There's nothing higher than this. You don't have to do anything more than this. This in itself is perfect and complete. So don't get deluded away from this path. So many times we see devotees, they're serving Krishna very nicely, very happy, chanting Hare Krishna. And all of a sudden they think, well, maybe I need something else. Maybe I have to read some book by a karmi to teach me how to lead my life better. Doesn't it sound ridiculous? It is ridiculous. We've got everything in Prabhupada's books. Everything about how to live happily in this life and go back to Godhead. Our life is very simple, straightforward and happy. So just go on with this. Don't become too intelligent. Now we have some better idea. We have full faith in Prabhupada, but we have to read some Karmi's books to understand Prabhupada better. This is all rubbish. You know what that word is? What is it in Polish? Rubbish? How do you say? Smitch. Smitch, yeah, okay. If anyone thinks that you have to read books by karmis to help you to practice Krishna conscious better, smitsi, smitsi, something like that. Whatever it is, you can say rubbish, garbage, smitsi, aborjana, kachara, whatever language you like. It's all rubbish. Just stick to this formula, Krishna consciousness. Four regulative principles, 16 rounds. Uh, work hard for Krishna. Study Prabhupada's book, Chan Hare Krishna and be happy. It's better than even the practice of yoga or to speak of anything else. So let us just stick to this. Don't go this way, that way, go this way. Back home, back to Godhead. This is the back home, back to Godhead movement. Jai Hare Krishna. Any question? I have a question for you. Why not Tilak? First time. First time. I'm so unfortunate. First time I saw you, I saw, saw you without Tilak. <laughs> Only the first time in your life. I'm so unfortunate. All right. See, now you're going to live in Bengal. I spent many years in Bengal. So I know very much what Bengali people are like. 
So if you're dressed as a devotee but you go without tilak, they'll all say, What kind of devotee is that? No tilak. So I'm just training you up. <laughs> okay, very good. First class. We like devotees with tilak, dhoti, shaved head. This is better than jeans, t-shirt. T-shirt is okay, but should be Krishna conscious, not Led Zeppelin t-shirt. Save the whale t-shirt. It's another one. Save the whale. It's popular. The whale is that big fish. Oh, yeah. It's a big thing. Save the whale. And we'll save the whale and we chant Hare Krishna. This, this way we'll save the whale. Teach the whale to chant Hare Krishna too. Anyway, what's your question? Many times devotees, they not appreciate, you know, uh, you know their uh, lifestyle. You know. so many, I'll tell you the reason. So many times the devotees, the, you know, the conflict between devotees, the, uh, I'll tell you the reason. Yep. It's, it's a word called maya. Maya is always trying to convince us that this Krishna consciousness is not very good. If you really want to be happy, you shouldn't be Krishna conscious. Krishna. All right, you'd be a little bit Krishna conscious, but not too much. And after, don't you know that you're already the best devotee? 